Eiffel 69. I'm uh, sure. Hey, let's get on Twitter. We can find somebody. I call downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Enthcast. This is episode uh-oh, 69. You've been waiting 68 episodes to do that, I have sure, you not? If I was ever a bingo caller, every damn time that number came up, that's what I do. <laughs> uh-oh, 69. Well, we are going to uh, extol the virtues of X-Men Apocalypse. And so this they, is going to be- They a, are numerous. This is going to be a five-minute podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just, just gave away the whole I, plot. I did. <laughs> I did. No, we're going to rank uh, our uh, how we. Uh, damn, all of the X Men movies. Sixty nine is throwing me off because actually I was thinking of um, mm. Eiffel sixty nine. We'll oh. get back to that in just a minute. Who were you? Are you familiar with that? I yeah, a little bit. Really? I've I've dabbled. Uh, really? No, I you never. and three other people. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna get back to that. Let's take a pin in that. <laughs> Uh, we're going to rank our favorite X-Men movies yeah, and uh, whatever the hell else we feel like talking about because it's been a hot minute since we've got together and done the nth cast. And, uh, you know, life has really been getting in the way in Houston lately. Oh God. And by life, I mean fucking rain, Uh, rain all the time. It's like, it's like living in Seattle from what I hear. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, and yeah, don't even get a Super Bowl. No, out of it. I mean, you you got flooded. I've got flooded. I mean, not, not our houses, but I mean, streets and everything. You can't go anywhere. It's, it's like living on an island. And we we could have recorded via Skype, uh, but we 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 don't. We're not communicative uh, enough. We don't communicate well enough with each other. Yeah. to get that done. This is true. So it's like if we're not in the same room, it's not gonna <laughs> it's happen. It's not gonna happen. It's yeah. not gonna happen. Because we both are easily distracted. Like, oh that's shiny. What what? Were you mm. talking? Mm. But here we are. Indeed. So really you've experienced the Eiffel No, I've 69? never Do you know what Eiffel sixty nine is? Do you? Yeah. I you know <laughs> Sometimes okay, you know you're, you're taking you're taking a shit and you're just like oh wait, wait, oh what what Whoa, like, mm. and you just tumble down this rabbit hole and you're and it just gets deeper and deeper and weirder and weirder until you're like oh, I can't never unsee this so I would think that if you're the dude part you want to be on the outside forming yeah. the Eiffel Tower yeah absolutely and I. I would definitely be Donald Ducking it while I was doing that. There's just no, no ifs, ands, or buts. Absolutely. I don't. Know, I, I don't know if it's a self esteem thing. <laughs> I would just feel more comfortable. I, oh god, not a V neck. No, no, maybe no, no. A, I mean maybe a tank top, sure. but just something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as you. young as I used to be. I'm with you. You'd you have know. To, you know. You know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if you're really bored and adventurous, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Uh, I feel like we're stalling. Okay, well, okay, let me just throw it out there. X-Men Apocalypse. Mm, Jesus. <laughs> what, do you want to start with 
the redeeming qualities. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, actually, you know what? I want to hear what you think was redeeming about this steaming pile of shit. Okay. There, there wasn't a lot redeeming about it. Have I been clear yeah. about what I feel about this particular film? You have. Okay. You have. I think... So we're clear. The thing I found, I mean, mildly redeeming about it is I left mildly entertained. Because at first, the spectacle and all the stuff is almost entertaining. And then as you start to sit back and look and think about it, just you're like, you know what? That really wasn't very good at all. That was It was actually not good. There was nothing good about it. That was terrible. And so it was a nice little progression going from, you know, I, I almost, I didn't, I didn't enjoy myself like the whole time because you're like, you yeah, know, it was just kind of weren't in an Eiffel 69. Right. You just felt left kind of going meh. Exactly. Yeah. No, that was my initial impression. Even walking out, it was like, meh. Now and, let me take a step back. It's been a week since I've seen it. I've, I've processed it even further. My initial reaction was meh. However, I did I didn't completely dislike it. I I mean I know I just got done saying it was a steaming pile of shit. Sure. Um there were I I liked the Quicksilver th- uh scene. I liked uh when Apocalypse was introduced to Angel and the fact that they had Metallica playing in the background. Right. That was and cool. it was from uh it was the four horsemen yeah, and kill them all came out in 1983, which is the year the movie was set. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, good on them. They, they, they hit all the right the notes. year I was born to. Oh Jesus. Now, now you're making me feel old. <laughs> um, that I liked. Gotcha. That's two, two scenes out of that. I think Oscar Isaac really tried you, and- but it was a shame. Now, and we should have known better. We should have, you know, and, and the trailers really, the trailers I felt for me did an effective job of selling the fact that this might be an okay movie that m- might be enjoyable. But I think a lot of the people that were concerned about the way that Apocalypse looked were right. And I was maybe more hopeful than I should have been. We were, we, I think, and I, I was having, I've this been had, I was having this conversation <laughs> with someone. I feel like, they, they've built up so much credibility with how successful their movies have been right. lately that you're like, okay, let's give them a benefit of the doubt. Let's see where this goes. Instead of they really revealed everything in the, in the preview. Yeah. And like we, we got exactly what the preview gave us and you're like, Oh man, I thought they were just teasing us and this was going to be better. And it didn't work out that no, way. It, it, it didn't get good at all. And what, I mean, what uh, was there any scene in particular that you're like, oh yeah, that was cool? Yes, when uh, Magneto killed all those dudes after they shot his family with the arrow, mm. I was like, well, okay, yeah, that's badass. Yeah, because and I think Fassbender, you know, he uh, he did a really good job, and you know, he I think rose above the material that he was giving and that it was given, and still gave a really good performance. Mm. And the pain and the anguish and the hurt that he had and his reasoning for doing what he was doing, I believed. And mm-hmm. he was the only one out of all of them where I understood where he was coming from and why he was doing what he was doing. He was the only one. 
till the end where he did the 180. And then you're like, what the, what, what? Yeah, that, that made no sense. I mean, lucky for him, uh, as soon as he took that helmet off, people didn't recognize him from the newspaper clippings. Right. <laughs> right. They really? Didn't, they didn't recognize him. And, you know, he... He changed his name. Right. And his character was found out when he tried to help. He yeah. saved someone in his factory, and that's what did him in. And he's like, you know what? There's no good left in the world. I saved this dude's life, and now we have to leave, and I didn't leave in time, and they murdered my daughter and my wife. Fuck this. Well, I did like... I, I didn't like how he turned at the end, but I like that part where he basically was just shaking his fist. Is this what you want from me? At his maker. Is this who I essentially. am? Is this who, is this, is this who I am? Yeah. Because, because over, over first class, over days of future past, he, he's tried, right? And, 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 and they've yeah. sold that story of the, 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 one of the better relationships in all these has been, the relationship between Professor X and Magneto. Yes. And but they did a disservice to that relationship in in this movie, mm-hmm. I felt. They sure did. Uh because you can't go from struggle 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 good, I'm not going to be good anymore, I'm bad and then I'm good again just yeah. because just and, and because there was it was in his relationship with Mystique, I don't see how Mystique could have convinced him just like what has happened in the relationship to where she has that ability to speak to him and convince him that well. Well, Jennifer Lawrence didn't convince anyone in this role. I think this is this the first, movie. The first she, big miss of her career. She the whole she's walking through the whole movie. I've I felt as though she was fe- felt she couldn't believe she was in this movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I really felt like she phoned it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, her acting was just was horrible. Yeah. And she's not a bad actress. No, absolutely not. She's won multiple Oscars. Exactly. So and, and you, I've she, cut her some slack, but come on. Yeah. And I don't Contracts know. Contracts are a bitch. I get that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Like, and I think that was true for everybody. Like even uh, Charles, I felt like he just really McAvoy, the James McAvoy is his yeah. name, right? Mm-hmm. He really phoned it in, uh, you know, like his his way he wanted to see Moira, and like oh, I really wish I hadn't taken her memories away and all that stuff. And then half the movie, he has his eyes closed or he's touching his head, and you're just like, man, you're not doing anything. You're not giving me anything. I'm not believing this, right? Uh, which was not the case in first class, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, just a lot of things just weren't believable at all. The, the, I, I appreciate them trying to set up this younger cast, um, with, uh, the new, yeah, like the like, new, the next generation right, with Cyclops for, yeah. and Jean Grey. But no, and none of them, none of them really did anything for me. I'm with you. They just didn't. Mm-hmm. None of them resonated. It's like, I nothing about this established characters that I'd be like, yes, I want to see, I want to see them in the next installment. Well, and here's another: Do you think having seen the original X Men trilogy with them as the main characters, did that color your view in any way? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so because to me, that's completely separate, and that's the other thing we have to consider after Days of Future Past what happened in the original trilogy 
is done. Null and void. Well, maybe, maybe not. See, and it, it, it's, it's kind the of Terminator Genesis loop it, that you're yes, in now. Yes, I mean, I think we could maybe all establish that the last stand it, it should never have happened. Agree. Uh, <laughs> There's no reason for that movie to exist. Uh, but no, I don't think that cast flavors. Uh, okay, I will say I probably would. I probably like Storm. Yes, better than Halle Berry. Uh, was it Sophie Turner? Sophie Turner, yeah. I think she has potential. She does. Well, and I think the setting but, really hurt them too. Why, why was it an eighties film? It didn't feel like an eighties film. No. It felt like the it. It felt like all they did was throw on eighties music and wear shoulder pads for the girls, and that's it. And like this is an eighties film to try and set up the timeline, but there was nothing other than Return of the Jedi that made you think like, okay, this is an eighties film. Well, the only thing I could figure, and it didn't communicate this well, is that Apocalypse want uh, he wanted to cleanse the Earth. One of the ways he wanted to do that was to rid it of its weapons, yeah. which would be appropriate for the Cold War. Sure. But because everybody's stockpiling them weapons. But damn it, then make that more prominent in the plot. There would there there really was no plot. It was like, uh, we're gonna kind of move around here and then okay, let's fight, movie's over. It, there really there was no motivation really mm-hmm. other than apocalypse what what he wanted to continue to live forever and right. become more powerful for for what right to to cleanse the world of his weapons so what people can't kill each other right. but oh by the way i'm going to kill them in the process of them mm-hmm. getting in my way of getting rid of the things that they're using to kill each other what what, what yeah, I, <laughs> and then everything they've ever built ever i'm just going to destroy because i don't just, like it anymore and then i'm just going to rebuild it well, for, for what this build this big giant silver pyramid that i'm going to live in and then everybody's going to be subservient to me. Yeah. I, I agree I with you. I don't. And then even from the opening where it shows Apocalypse in his original little setting. kind of cheesy. Yeah. And then he, because the ritual that they're doing doesn't complete, he just lives in stasis for the next 2,000 years. I'm just like, okay. What? Sure. Why not? And then there's, but of course everybody knows about it. And then there's this secret group that has lost the fact that Apocalypse was this tyrannical, awful, oppressive leader. And we want to wake him up so that we can serve him. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not seeing how this makes any sense to anybody. But Oscar Isaac, I think, tried. He did. And when, as soon as he did the scene with the TV, though. Where, like, what are you doing? And he goes, learning. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had the same response because it's like, okay, how did you intrinsically know that you can touch this old school analog device right. that receives its information via the airwaves? So there's there's packets flying through, packets of information flying through the air. If you could pull those packets through the TV, I'm pretty sure you could just pull those packets from the air without the device. And and that would have been so much quicker. And it's not like everything was connected back then. It's not like you could just touch a computer. No, there was and, no internet. Right. So I'm, I don't, mm. I'm, I'm, he learned about Egyptian TV. Got it. Cool. Good for you. Maybe if he'd have went to Cheyenne Mountain. <laughs> NORAD or I don't know some super Something. computer somewhere yeah. yeah but pulling it from a TV yeah, yeah I'm with you come on 
I'm with you. And I, I really felt like... I guess the satellites, maybe. Sure. My biggest disappointment Whatever. was the four horsemen. Oh, they did nothing. Because Angel they, did nothing. Angel did nothing. And they <laughs> tried to portray him as this badass. And then his wing got destroyed, so he couldn't fly anymore. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, his fighting days are done. No, they're not. Let me fix him and make him better. And you... <sighs> I like Archangel. I think Archangel is one of the coolest characters they have. Oh, I always loved Archangel. But, but of course, he was uh, uh, pink and blue, yeah, right? Which and, they got, didn't do that. No, they didn't do that. Which fine, they didn't do Whatever. that. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but he was always badass. Yeah. Doesn't he own a shirt? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. And then Olivia Munn's character, you're just like, you know what? Why is she this way? It felt like they rushed everybody. You had no idea why anybody was doing what they were doing. Because you could tell that Angel had a tortured past. You could tell that Psylocke had a tortured past. You know Magneto has a tortured past because of all the mm-hmm. movies that he's been in before. Storm, she was an orphan, urchin, living on the streets trying to survive. Cool, got it. But I mean, why? Why are they so attracted to Apocalypse? Why are they so attracted to destroying everything ever? I, you know, I mean, I felt like they could have spent a little... If you're going to have those characters, they could have spent a little bit of time yeah, maybe setting them up as to why they would be attracted to working with this guy. Oh, what? Because he has power? And then, okay, Magneto's like, uh, yeah, I lost my family. Uh, you're just going to show up in this, uh, I don't know, boom tube. Yeah. And... Uh, um. Yeah, I guess I'll roll with y'all. Yeah, you know. <laughs> wait, wait. You're gonna. We're gonna have this weird, oddly sensual <laughs> scene where you make me a new outfit, and while I'm watching you dress everybody else, yeah, sign me up. We're gonna do the it's Eiffel 69. That's what. That's what was about to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, I really knowing the comics and reading the apocalypse story, I was like, okay, this could be awesome. And I, this is the first time in a while I feel like they've just missed. Right? Oh, completely. Swing and miss. They struck out with do, one pitch. Do you feel sometimes like uh, the X-Men franchise, uh, to some extent, uh, because it's Fox maybe, that it almost has like a young adult feel versus the Marvel Cinematic Universe is more... I don't want to say it's more adult, but it's just it's like it's more not mature from an age perspective. Mm-hmm. It's just further along. Like they like they make mistakes, but they know still how to weave a story. Yeah. And they know how to have a bunch of characters in a movie and make it work. Think about Civil War, for right. example. A shit ton of characters. I think that X-Men has done that wrong. I think they should have taken a page from the MCU mm. and done a movie about the characters. Have an X-Men, have a Wolverine movie, have a Storm movie. Well, they had Wolverine movies. Well, I mean, well, like, you know, have a Jean Grey movie, have a Cyclops movie, have mm-hmm. a Doctor X movie, have a Nightcrawler movie. You know, that I feel like that would have been an opportunity because they could have built the characters together and then almost have like an Avengers where you have all of them together and you've got their whole backstory instead of trying to just throw a bunch of shit on a wall and be like, okay, here's all these characters. This is why they're here. Um, in three minutes, and so and, now we're gonna do that. And now they're gonna fight, right? And it's gonna be spectacular, right? Because the X Men, there's so many of them, but there's the main characters that if we they would have focused 
I think on each of each character a little more individually and giving them each their own movie mm. and build, done it the same way. Phase one of X-Men. And then you get to an X-Men movie where they're all together fighting something. Phase two, a little darker, some new characters you can throw in, have another big group movie. You know, I think that would have been better served that way. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah I mean that, because what, what they're doing is not working anymore. And I really think like Brian Singer needs to hang it up and he's tried. I, yeah, exactly. This is his fourth, his fourth time. Right. So he did X, X-Men, uh, X2, yeah. days of future past and now apocalypse. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think it's time for him to step aside. I think he needs to do, I think he needs to do something else. Uh, I think he swung and missed completely. What do you feel? A lot of people say that Brian Singer just basically doesn't give a shit about fans. Do you agree with that? Or do you think he... Well, just- after this movie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's clear. Uh, he's gonna ma- It seems like he's going to make the movie that he wants to make. And he's like, cool, there's source material. I'm not going to read it. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do what I want. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think he's gone out of his way to change things. No, I agree. I mean, again, I'm not going to get wrapped up in uh, changes being made, different medium. You, you have to tell the story a little differently. Absolutely. Sure. You couldn't have had them in their cartoony get up. So changing. But why the- not? <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. If you're trying to ground it in reality, it just wouldn't, just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that. I can agree that he just, just, it just doesn't, it just didn't give it as all, hmm. uh, that that's for sure. Uh, where, where, where is the guy that directed usual suspects? Where is the guy went. that expertly handled an ensemble cast? But honestly, has he done really anything? Of of true note outside of that, and I would say X X Men and X and X Two. Yeah. To me, I don't want to turn this into a Brian Singer discussion necessarily, but the Usual Suspects, X Men, X Men's an important piece of sure. uh, of the superhero movie tapestry. I would that agree. without that we wouldn't be where we are today. Mm-hmm. We really wouldn't. I no, I agree strongly. And X two is a very strong. It is. Uh, I still like first class best, mm-hmm. but X two is a very strong entry mm-hmm. uh, in the X Men franchise. Um, X three is a hot pile of shit, but Brian it Singer is. didn't do that. He didn't. Yeah, we give or him a pass on last that stand. One. Yeah, last um, stand. Yeah. Well, that was McGee, wasn't it? I think so. Oh my god. <laughs> We should have known better. We really should have known. So, I mean, I don't regret seeing the movie. No, not at all. But I was really, it's the first time I've left a Marvel movie in a long time and been like, "Mm, mm -mm." no, no. But thankfully it's not MCU proper. Right. And I think also with Civil War just coming out, which I thought was one of the best ones they've done. Yeah. You're just like that didn't help. This you should have switched the release dates of these <laughs> bad boys. Exactly. You should have done X Men first, and then Captain America, because Captain America showed you how to have a big group, people fighting against each other, like superheroes fighting superheroes, and just like okay, this is how it's done. The other thing I was going to say is even within the continuity between 
Days of Future Past and this one, uh, the whole mystique, mystique thing irked me from the she was standing tall at the end of she Days was. of Future Past, and now she's kind of hiding herself again. What the hell happened in between those movies? Maybe just the passage of time, but. The one thing that really irked me was the end, the uh, end credit scene on Days yes. of Future Past. I was so glad you brought this. Yeah. Up. So, Stryker pulls Wolverine up mm-hmm. from the bottom. Only it's not the real it's Wolverine. Not Wolverine, it's Mystique. Yeah. Okay. So, what the fuck are we doing with that? I mean, that just that just happened. We're not going to use that or follow up in any way, right. shape, or form. Unless I completely missed something. No, you didn't. And I mean, <laughs> I think they could explain it away as like a mystique escape when, and they realized it wasn't Wolverine. They just, she got out because she can shapeshift and all that shit. And then Stryker had years to find the real Logan. Wolf, right. So, And it was cool to see Weapon X. Yes. I appreciated that, but mm-hmm. it felt like it was just inserted into the movie. Yes. And so maybe, uh, okay, oh gosh, here come the questions again. So <laughs> we're, we get, we're going to have to stop talking about this because I, I'm going to poke gonna, holes in everything. We're going to go down this rabbit hole until we're like, this. there's nothing good about this. So Gene and Cyclops and Nightcrawler all meet with, with Weapon X, yes, Logan, Logan, and then he runs out. They're at Alkali Lake, all right? So... They meet him, and then I guess because of Days of Future Past, they forget that they met him, him and that they've been to Alkali Lake, yes. which they went to in X2. Right. So, and, and you know, like, <laughs> and they forget that they both compete over Jean Grey. And you're just like, what? I just, I don't, <gasps> I, I'm just, mm. I'm with you. But I did like, okay, so like other a, things you like, like a dummy. I will go see the next one. Of course. Because I have to. I have to. There's but, not a superhero movie, DC, Marvel, whatever, that comes out that I'm not going to go see in theater. It's just not going to happen. And the reason I will go see the next one is is because of the the end credit scene. Oh, really? And Essex, the Essex Corporation. Essex Corporation. Because I want to see how they pull off Mr. Sinister. Yes. I really do. And there are ties between Mr. Sinister and Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. Now, are they going to make him into the big, bulky red diamond in the forehead? I don't I doubt it. Pale? Yeah, I don't I don't think so either, but I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious. I want to see how that plays out. I agree. Yeah, no. But Mr. Sinister is a great villain. I think that may have been my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Was the post credit scene. Okay. Because you're like, okay, cool. This is over. This is done with. Now I know we've introduced these characters. Let's see what they're going to do next. Because, yeah, and a lot of, I think it's another thing that if you're not a comic fan, you didn't know what that meant. Everybody was Googling that. Like they walked out of the theater like, what is this? Essex. Essex, what is this? And uh, the person I went with, I was like, what is this? And it's fine. Just if you if you care that much, you can Google it. But I, you, it's fine. Just watch the next movie; you'll be good. Did you ever read Origin Two? I have never read Two. Okay, uh, you know it's okay. Okay, but in that they basically play with this concept of uh, Essex. It was around back when Logan and Creel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Creed. Cree. Creel. Yeah. 
Uh, Sabretooth. Yes, Sabretooth. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, they all kind of were in that like ni- early 1900s mm-hmm. time frame. And so, you know, uh, Dr. Essex has been around for a while. Right. Uh, interesting, interesting concept. I would be curious to see if maybe they, well, I guess they wouldn't borrow from that because this next one's going to be set in the 90s, mm-hmm. which might be interesting to you, right? Because that's not your, to you, that's right? your real, no, of course not. If it didn't come out, see, that's the thing that disappoints me the most is because it was in the 80s, the era that I grew up in. Yeah. It should have kicked ass. There was so much you could have done. Yeah. And there really wasn't a lot of 80s references like there were references to the errors, eras that yeah. were the previous two films, which I thought was disappointing. And that's one thing I thought First Class did really well was really tie in the Cuban Missile Crisis to the whole. Yeah. That was a nice backdrop. And I love things that have the main story. And, oh, by the way, there's this bigger threat in the background going on that's part that's related to the story, but it's not the main focus. But, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, you need to worry about that, too. I just didn't get that sense. I guess at the end of the day, Apocalypse did not, the character did not instill within me a sense of dread. Which Apocalypse should do. Yes. And that for me is a sin you can't come back from. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I just, I cannot recommend anyone go see that movie in mm-hmm. a theater. Uh, you, you know, maybe give it a look when it comes out on Blu ray, but sure. don't I mean, waste your money. Redbox it. Absolutely. Yeah. Redbox, it's been $2 on it. I mean, and I wanted to mention also about the timeline. Like, the characters didn't look like they aged at all. Like, Havoc <laughs> was the worst yeah. example. Yeah. He was supposed to be, what, 15 years older or something yeah. like that? He looked like he was exactly the same age. Mm-hmm. He should have been 35, 40, somewhere in there. He looked like he was 19 and just had on a jacket. And I didn't even care that he died. No. And that that's wrong. And Quicksilver, still living in his mom's basement. Yeah. Not a thing has changed. Well, where else is he going to live? What do you mean? I don't know. Anywhere he wants. Well, yeah. He could live wherever he wanted. Yeah. Because you'd never know he's there. Right. He'd just sleep wherever he wanted. <laughs> like, oh, someone's coming. <laughs> choo, choo, choo. Yeah. So I'm with you. I can't. When people ask me if what they should if they should see it in theater, I'm always like, no. honestly, you're, you're fine not no. seeing it. Which is sad. All right. Let's rank Okay. The X-Men movies. My favorite. Are we going to do the I think we, six proper or the nine? Well, would you include Deadpool in that nine? I, I would think you almost have to, right? Sure. That's fine. What, what's your favorite? You said. Well, maybe. Okay. No, let's not do that because yeah. that's not fair. Because that's, that's going to always be number one. Deadpool, because yeah. because Let's just a, keep Deadpool out. We could put the X-Men origin. Yeah, I mean, Wolverine take, in that. Take Deadpool out of the equation. Kay. Let's do the Wolverine uh, okay. movie. So that's eight, right? Do you want to start at the top or the bottom? Are we missing one? Wait, no. there's X, one, two, three. Oh, before we do five. that. Oh. Before we do that, I want uh, to point out that. This was this actually wasn't deliberate, and it was after the fact that I noticed it. When we did that episode way back where we did trailer trashing, when we did a trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, yeah. we did for X-Men Apocalypse. We sure did. I referred to Apocalypse as Abin Sur yeah. when that is not his name. His name is N. Saba Nur. Mm. But Abin Sur is a comic book character from dc 
It's the alien that gives how, Hal Jordan. How dare you, sir? His ring. I, I they, they, they sound very similar. Yes. Um, but I'm surprised no one caught that and corrected me. Are you? Yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> I am surprised <laughs> because you know who you are, and you should have caught that, and you should have called me out publicly. You should have public publicly public shaming. We should have and had I, you in the square. In I the am stocks, ashamed throwing tomatoes at you. I am ashamed of you. I'm ashamed of you for not calling me. This out. is your fault again. You know who you are. This is your fault. I'm unsubscribing you. Yes, I don't even know how to do that. But it's gonna happen. But it's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, so the six proper and then the two Wolverine. Sure. My favorite in most people probably is I really like X-Men Days of Future Past. I like that Oh, one. is that the top of your list? It is, actually. Oh, do explain. I don't know. I just really liked the way they did that. I like the hmm. mixture of the old cast and the new cast. I okay. think they did that well. And I think it's one of the few ones where they did time travel a few movies where they do time travel pretty well because they're like we can send wolverine back because you know he looks the same then as he does now i will grant you that that well because they weren't they weren't physically sending him back they were mentally exactly sending him back and that actually makes better sense yes don't ask why. So I it just I, does. I like that. And then the threat of Magneto and the way he like moved the stadium. I just thought there was a lot of cool scenes in that movie. The and stadium was way cooler than him pulling shit out of the ground. Yeah. And then the, the creating magnetic uh, rings. And then the threat that they were under in present day where like they're moving all the time and then you have to mentally think to go back 24, 36 hours. And then they still find him anyway. So they're doing that all the time and just always on the run. People, I was like, okay, this is cool. I just dug the whole storyline. I thought the acting was good, and it felt like it was the culmination. Like first class did a really good job setting up the characters, and I felt like they carried that through really well in that movie. And then the other cast that had kind of been on a break for a while came in, and I think they all did a good job. I thought it was really good. I like well, that one. Well, I it's not the top of my list. I did enjoy sure. it. I can appreciate where you're coming from. I mean, come on. They had to fight against Tyrion Lannister. So, come on. Tyrion Lannister is way more intimidating than than Apocalypse. Sure. Will ever be. Well, he (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Apparently. Damn imp. So that one's probably the top of my list. Okay. What's yours? Uh, Well, I've already said it. First class. Uh, First class. It it just captured... It it just felt like the pitch, the tone, uh, the acting... The set pieces, the story, all just hit well for me. I'm not a product of the '60s, yeah. uh, but you know, you had Kevin Bacon. You, I mean, you had Hellfire Club. Yeah, uh, the the mutants were just cooler. Azazel I mean, was pretty bad. Azazel was badass. I mean, I, I could have done without Banshee. Anybody could do without Banshee. But to me, it just it had more of a, I don't know, just the feel. Felt more like an espionage kind of spy thriller more than a superhero film sure. to okay. me. I got you. Uh, I, I I had it just felt more emotional resonance uh, from the characters uh, and, and and the plot in that movie. That's just top of my list because I felt that it was handled well, and that's Matthew Vaughn, and I mm-hmm. I appreciate uh, I appreciate his work. Um. I guess I'll go uh, second then. Yeah. After that, I would have to go with X2. Yeah. 
X two would be my number two, uh, just because I I feel I feel the franchise as a whole really hit its stride uh, with X two. It just uh, I'd say you put Brian Cox in a movie and yeah. it may, automatically makes it better. Sure. Uh, and and really, I guess the common theme for me is that there's the ones that I enjoy are the ones that have tend to have the better acting. Yes. And when you can take something that is completely unbelievable and make it believable and sell it, I'm going to enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that those two had the better acting. Yeah. Uh, I think out of the entire franchise. I agree. And. Um, yeah, because those are my two and three. I don't know which order I'd put them in, but X2 and First Class are definitely yeah. two and three for me. Okay. Right. What is your... Th- oh, so you did? You just did your second and third. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I would say uh, my third would be the original X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, after that would be Days of Future Past. Yeah. Um, then we would have to do The Wolverine. Yes. And then I guess I would do... I'm just going to go through all of them. Um, I would do X Men Origins, and then you put that above X Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can do that, but I mean, I could the last stand. I mean, they're both hot garbage. They're both just awful. So, but I agree. I'm Colossus, bitch. I was like, no, (laughs) no, you're last in line. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I love Vinny Jones, but come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I agree with you. Like, I think X Men needs to be up there, and then the rest of them, you're kind of like, eh, Wolverine. Origins and the next three. Like I mean, you are, could fl- you could flip flop. I mean, maybe those maybe I have to say they tie for last place. Yeah, absolutely. How, how's that? Yeah, and the other the other four or five are all pretty good. Well, well, okay, but we have not put Apocalypse. Where would you put oh, that? Oh, I'm sorry, I completely forgot about that. Well, that's yeah. Um. Oh, well, I would put Apocalypse. Um. <laughs> I actually would put that um, before Last Stand. Yeah, and, it wasn't and, that, and, bad. and actually. Well, you know what? I, I did I, I may have actually enjoyed the Wolverine more than Apocalypse. Wolverine I think had better fight scenes. The samurai fight scenes and him going, I thought those were yeah, better. Yeah, okay. So the Wolverine just by default, any if you can give me Wolverine and the Yakuza, yeah. You've already got a couple of mm-hmm. gold stars yeah. just in environment because yeah. All those stories of when he was in Japan, yes, I want mm-hmm. to see that. Yeah. So I would put, um, wow, I guess I put Apocalypse right above Last Stand and yeah. uh, uh, um, the Wolverine. No, 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 no. War, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, that, yeah, I agree. Like those, those three are in a class of themselves, just suckage, and the other ones are all watchable. You know, and those are all rewatchable. Those three, I'm fine, never ever seeing them again. I think maybe they were on to something with what you suggested earlier, doing the whole X-Men origins. I think the plan was to do a Magneto movie. Which they should have. And maybe even a Storm movie, if I remember correctly. But I guess uh, Wolverine, well, no, I mean, it didn't do poorly enough for them to not do a subsequent Wolverine movie. But maybe not strong. But that's a strong character, and everybody cares about that. Yeah, he's one of the. He's probably the most popular X Men like worldwide. I think comic book fans. He's not the most popular because they're all like, oh, everybody likes Wolverine. My favorite's uh, 
Gambit, you know, or something like that. Which is fine. Are, are you are you telling me that you're looking forward to seeing Channing Tatum as a uh, Gambit? Yes, I'm hoping. Really? No, of course not. I'm hoping Joe Manganiello's in there too, and they do a nice <laughs> little dance scene. Oh my god! And Matthew McConaughey. I see a lot of lawbreakers oh. in here tonight. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I I think they missed an opportunity. I think that they had a lot to mine there, and those characters, there's a lot that they could do, and they could have made some killer movies. And yeah. They just missed an opportunity. Not going to give up on the franchise, no. just not happy with Apocalypse, and it happens. And it's, it's interesting because typically – uh, I mean, we saved this for our 69th episode, and typically any 69 is a good 69. Um, but sure. Uh, so maybe that's the saving grace for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe if you're, yeah. None, you, none of that just made sense. But it, I said it. It makes sense to me. I oh, get, does it? I get what you're saying. Does it? I get what you're All saying. Right, well, yeah. we're going to go. It's always the ones you don't want. Then we're going to go Eiffel. We're going to go Eiffel 69. I'm uh, sure. Hey, let's get on Twitter. We can find somebody. I call downstairs. <laughs> I think that's about all we can get out of a uh, apocalypse. And uh, if you're glad for punishment, go yeah. see it. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah. We, hey, we appreciate you listening. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be at Comic Palooza again this year. That's going on June 17th, 18th, and 19th at the George R. Brown Convention Center in beautiful downtown houston and it's going to be hopefully dry by then oh so my god it, feel safe uh, uh, feel you you're more than welcome to come down it'll be all right if you have a boat pointed in our direction come on down come pick us up and take us <laughs> uh is there anybody uh from x-men that's going to be at the convention i don't think I don't, so i don't think so they got most of the cast from aliens right, a nice little alien reunion, which is a big deal they've got three people from walking dead daryl uh daryl uh, merle, merle and uh lenny james yeah um, morgan i like how we were you were calling them thank you you were calling them by their character names yeah. and i was calling them by their Christian acting names. <laughs> yeah. Kate Beckinsale is going to be there as well. Yes. Which I'm a little excited about. Are you? I'm a fan of hers. Dominic Cooper from Preacher and uh oh, He's Howard from the Marvel. Stark. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be there. Just a lot of cool people. A I mean, lot. it's always a great time and it gets bigger every year. We've been going, what, this is our third or fourth year to go? Just as fans. And yes. Podcasters. And yes. Each year you're like, man, this is really big this year. And it's always a good time. Great panels. I've learned a lot. See some cool artwork. It's just a good time. Uh, it looks like a lot of the people from Rooster Teeth are going to be there. Yeah, from well. Red and Blue are going to be there. The okay. Red and Blue uh, production crew are going to be there. So Very cool. I, do you dig, do you want to listen to that podcast? No, ever? I don't. It's a pretty legit podcast. Well, I guess I should give it a listen. I've been around a while. We're going to be having our own panel. Yes, we are. Uh, on Friday the 17th at 5.30. Is it 5.30? Yeah. 5.30. We'll do a Facebook event, and we'll make sure that uh, we tweet that out. We sure will. Uh, and it'll be, on, it'll be linked to the Facebook page. But if you're in the Houston area, 
Uh, and you've got uh, time that evening of fr- uh, Friday the 17th. Come on out. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to chat with y'all. And I think I think we've got some uh, – we're not going to just uh, – it's not just going to be a bullshit session. I think no. we're actually going to kind of go in depth as to how we got started with the podcast. And, yeah. and uh, why we got started. Why we podcast. got started and how we've been able to connect with you guys mm-hmm. and uh, – I really, I'm not going to go into the little tagline you did, but this is the most buzzwords I've ever heard in a sentence ever. So I, I had kudos to, make, to you. I had to make that shit up in like two minutes. And so I just made it the cheesiest sounding thing dude, I could make. Dude. It was so good. I was <laughs> just every connect with your tribe. I was like, yes, yeah. well, there no. it is. Hey, no, I think anybody that listens to us, uh, I consider us all a tribe. Sure. A tribe for sure. Of, of nth casters. The, yes. Casting yeah. nth. Casting the nth. Everywhere. Mm, whatever. Well, I don't know what that means. I don't know. That's that's a position I don't even know anything about. <laughs> but I'm willing to try. I think we should create willing. One. <laughs> we need to make a blog post about the nth position. Are we? Why not? Wow. Why not? Mm. Well, Sting can do all that uh, tantra, <laughs> tantric sex crap. Yeah. We we, we can certainly come up, we can come, come up with a position something. that you can hold for a minute and a half. Something. Oh shit! A minute yeah. and a half. That's that's pushing it. That's three times longer than normal. That's right. I'm quite, I'm quite sleepy now. <laughs> hey, let us know what you think about please the episode, the podcast, questions, comments, concerns. <laughs> let us know you're coming out to see us at Comic Palooza. Hit yep. me up on Twitter at nthcast. I'm at nthcast metal. Or shoot me an email, josh at nthcast.com. I'm jd at nthcast.com. Don't forget to check out our other shows. We got Fear the Nthcast, where we are doing, uh, at the moment, we're doing coverage of Preacher. Preacher, while Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead are on hiatus. Yeah, mid-season breaks. They get a rest, too. So check that out at nthcast.com slash fear. That'll take you right into where you can subscribe to that bad boy and get everything in your feed weekly and then also if you're into anime dragon ball dragon ball z and dragon ball super specifically and who ain't and, i don't know everybody is you can listen to a show that Wait, uh, i was gonna count hands one <laughs> yeah two million i'm, a, I'm i give up that's as high I as you up. can count but you can find that uh <laughs> in cast.com slash dbz and take you right to where you subscribe to that one so uh Check it out. And, uh, oh, hey, don't forget, if you're going to do anything, do it to the nth degree.